0: Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel The book that we're doing now is the Legends and Romance of Brittany Brittany, it's different, okay Very old, number of stories, a fair few number of stories I do think it includes King Arthur at some point as well Chapter 1 The lands of people and their story the Romantic region, which we are about to traverse in search of the treasures of legend, was in ancient times known as Armorica, a Latinized form of the Celtic name Amur, on the sea. The Brittany of today corresponds to the departments of Finistia, Cotis du Nord, Mobihan, Illet Villa and Loire, Inferiou. A popular division of the country is that which petitions it into upper or eastern and lower or western Brittany and these tracks together have an area of some 13.130 square miles. Such parts of Brittany are near to the sea coast, At present mark differences to the inland regions where raised plateau are covered with dreary and unproductive moorland. These plateau again, rise into small ranges of hills, not for any great height, but for their wild and rugged appearance, giving the impression of an altitude much loftier than they possess. The coastline is rugged, indented and inhospitable, lined with deep reefs and broken by the estuaries of brawling rivers. In the southern portion, the district known as the Emerald Coast, presents an almost subtropical appearance. The air is mild and the whole region pleasant and fruitful, but, with this exception, Brittany is a country of bleak shores and grey seas, barren moorland and dreary horizons, such land as legend loves, such a region, cut off and isolated from the highways of humanity, as the discarded genie of ancient faiths might seek as a last stronghold. Regarding the origin of the race which peoples this secluded, peninsula, there are no wide differences of opinion. If we take the word Celt, as describing any branch of many divergent races which come under the influence of a particular type of culture, the true originators of which were absorbed among the folk they governed and instructed before the historic era, then the Bretons, are Celts, indeed. Speaking the tongue known as Celtic. For want of more specific name. Exhibiting marked signs of the possession of Celtic customs. And having those racial characteristics, which the science of anthropology until recently laid down as certain indications of Celtic relationship. The short round skull. Swarthy complexion. The blue or grey eyes. It is to be borne in mind. However, that the title Celtic is shared by the Bretons with the fair Orufus highlander of the Scotland, the dark Welshman and the long-headed Irishman. But the Bretons exhibit such special characteristics that would warrant the new anthropology in labelling them the descendants of that Alpine race which existed in Central Europe in um, the Neolithic times and which perhaps possessed distant Mangaloid affinities. This people spread into nearly all parts of Europe, and later, in some regions, acquired Celtic speech and custom from a Celtic aristocracy. It is remarkable how completely this Celtic, leaving the true history of which is lost in the depths of prehistoric darkness, succeeded in impressing not only its language but its culture and spirit upon the various peoples with whom it came into contact. To impose a special type of civil civilization upon another race must always prove a task of almost superhuman proportions. To compel the use of an alien tongue by the conquered folk necessities racial tact as well as strength of purpose, but to secure the adoption of the racial spirit by the conquered, and the adherences to it for centuries, so that men of widely divergent origins shall all have the same point of view. The same mode of thought, manner of address, aye, even the same faces or general racial appearance, as have Bretons. Some Frenchmen, Cornishmen, Welshmen, Highlanders, that surely would argue an indwelling racial strength, such as not even the Roman or any other world empire might pretend to. But this Celtic civilization was not one and undivided. In late prehistoric times it evolved from one another tongue, two dialects, which afterward displayed all the differences of separate languages, springing from a common stock. These are the, people call it Gaelic now, but it was Gwydyllic, the tongue spoken by the Celts of Scotland, Ireland and the Isle of Man, the Brythonic, the language of the Welsh, the Cornish and the people of Brittany. Different languages, as you can see. So, the Breton tongue. The Bretonic the tongue of Brittany is undoubtedly the language of those Celtic immigrants who fled from Britain to the Greater. And it says Greater to Britain, but it means they fled from uh, Brittany, Breton to Great Britain. That's what it actually means. The less to escape the rule of the Saxon invaders. And who gave the name of the country which they had left to the Armorica in which they settled? In the earliest stages of development, it's difficult to distinguish Breton from Welsh. From the 9th to the 11th centuries, the Breton language is described as Old Breton. Middle Breton flourished. flourished. can't speak. from the 11th to the 20th centuries, since when modern Breton has been in use these stages indicate changes in the language more or less profound due chiefly to admixture with the french various distinct dialects are indicated by writers on the subject but the most marked differences in breton speech seems to be that between the dialect of vannes and that of the rest of brittany such differences do not appear to be older than the 16th century the ancient armoricans the written history of Brittany opens with the account of Julius Caesar. At the period 57 BC, Ormonica was was inhabited by five principal tribes, the Namnetes, the Veneti, the Ossismi, the Curiosliti and the Redones. These offered a desperate resistance to Roman encroachment, but were subdued and in some cases their people were sold wholesale into slavery. In 56 BC, the Veneti threw off the yoke and retained two of Caesar's officers as hostages. Caesar advanced upon Brittany in person, but found that they could make no headway, while he was opposed by the powerful fleet of the flat-bottomed boats, like floating castles which the Veneti were so skilful in manoeuvring. Ships were hastily constructed upon the waters of Lure, and a desperate naval engagement ensued, probably in the Gulf of Morbihan, which resulted in the decisive defeat of the Veneti. The Romans resorted to the stratagem of cutting down the enemy's rigging with sickles bound upon long poles. The members of the Senate of the conquered people were put to death as a punishment for their defection, and thousands of the tribesmen went to swell the slave markets of Europe. Between AD 450 and 500, when the Roman power and population were dwindling, many vessels brought fugitives from Britain to Armorica, Not America, guys. Armorica, It's different, okay? These people fleeing from the conquering barbarians, Saxons, Pigs and Scots, sought as asylum, a land where the kindred race had not yet been disturbed by invasion, says Thier in his Norman conquest. With the consent of the ancient inhabitants, who acknowledged them as brethren of the same origin, the new settlers distributed themselves over the whole northern coast, as far as the little river, Cuisuron, and southward as far as the territory of the city of Veneti, now called Venice. In this extent of country or country, they founded a sort of separate state, comprising all the small places near the coast. But not including within its limits the great towns of Venice, Nantes, and Rennes, the increase of the population of this western corner of the country, and the great number of people of the Celtic race and language thus assembled within narrow space, preserved it from the irruption of the Roman tongue, which, under forms more or less corrupted, was gradually becoming prevalent in every other part of Gaul. The name of Brittany was attached to these coasts, and the names of various indigenous tribes disappeared, while the island, which had borne this name for so many ages, now lost it, and taking the name of its conquerors, began to be called the land of the Saxons and Angles, or in one word, it was called England. So, (laughs) that is the start of understanding where these stories come from. And how old they are going to be. And yeah. It's history on. thought of England. Becoming England. <laughs> and the next time. We will move on to. Samson. And what he did. Let's say. Thank you for listening. And many blessings.